This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk. With Omial Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is a fantastic Sunday afternoon. And the reason I say that, because this weekend was actually a very special weekend filled with great news and some sad news. But the great news actually is... Hany and I, we constantly talk about Zoom weddings. We yes. talk about how a lot of people have been uh, celebrating their love virtually since physical weddings are no longer an option. And this weekend, we actually got to celebrate the wedding of the beautiful couple of the year. Gabby, our amazing filmmaker, actually got married this weekend over Zoom. And we all got to witness it, the entire Pulse95 team. Mm-hmm. We're communicating over Zoom. Uh, we got to see them getting legally married. We got to witness the ceremony. And it's definitely a great feeling to, you know, we were in our pajamas. Some people were actually all dressed up. I was in my car. <laughs> you were in your car. Yeah, watching through Zoom. It's amazing because every single one of us, you know, was in the comfort of their own home, dressed up in the way they found most fitting. His parents were actually all dressed up. A lot of the Pulse95 team were in their homes with their pajamas, eating popcorn, witnessing uh, and celebrating their love with them. So a special shout out goes to Gabby and his beautiful wife, Celia, for getting married over Zoom. Yes, big congratulations to you too. Hope you guys have a wonderful life together. But now let's go away from space, uh, from <laughs> Earth a little bit and let's go all the way to space. Yes, because finally, honey, finally, the wait is over. The Hope Probe and the UAE Mars mission will commence later tonight or uh, Monday morning if, you, mm-hmm. if you're the type of person who considers 1.58 a.m. to be the next day. But at 1.58 a.m., we're actually going to be witnessing the launch of the Hope Probe and Pulse95 Radio is actually going to be streaming the launch on our YouTube channel at Pulse95 Radio. So make sure you go ahead and head there because we no longer need to go to the Mohammed Barashid Space Center to see it. Yeah. We can see it from the comfort of our own home. 100% Omnia. We, have, we will have the whole stream live on our YouTube Pulse95 Radio. But the UAE Omnia is also searching for Arab space pioneers. And around 37 people have actually applied to be the next Hazal Mansouri. Wow. So definitely space studies are becoming the new thing. And we're going to be telling you all about it. But also coming up on Future Talk, some sad news was happening in the tech world. And honestly, one of the most shocking out of everything that I thought would be hacked, Twitter was last on my list. But apparently... Mm -hmm. Twitter was actually hacked and some of the most famous and verified accounts were impacted. But some people do speculate that it was an inside job, Omnia. Absolutely. And we're going to be getting into the controversy of that in just a few moments. But if you've been struggling with your iPhone uh, being low on battery, especially with lockdown, a lot of us have definitely been on our phones 24-7. We're going to be giving you a few tips on what you can do to make the most out of your iPhone's battery. Yes, indeed. And we're also going to be talking about an ex-Googler's new robot who is reimagining the future of home automation. Now, robots have been the, have been the talk for the past 10 years, and we keep seeing advancements in the tech world. So you got to stay tuned right here only on Pulse 95 to find out all we have about right here in Earth, on Earth and in space. You're listening to Pulse 95. Ashra. تسعة ثمانية سبعة ستة خمسة أربعة ثلاثة اثنين واحد And we are 
off for liftoff, actually. <laughs> we have the green light for tomorrow or tonight at 1.58 a.m. We will see Pulse95 stream uh, the live Hope Mars mission, and we will be going to space as the UAE will. I thought you were going to say we were going to witness Pulse95 go to Mars. <laughs> well, we will witness it on the stream. True. That's quite the same thing, because if you want to watch this stream live, all you need to do is actually head to our YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio, and get to be a part of a historical moment. But the UAE Mars mission has definitely reached yet another milestone. The rocket is currently moving from uh, the where the place where it was stored up onto the launch pad, mm-hmm. finally, after multiple cancellations due to the weather conditions in Japan. Yes, the mission did receive a go for the rocket rollout this morning, which is a major step towards the upcoming liftoff, which will be in the early hours of Monday morning. So basically around 2 a.m. will be a three-hour yeah. live stream. 1.58 a.m., exactly. 1.58 on July 20th, if you'd like to be technical about it. <laughs> and the UAE time launch for the launch pad at the Tegashima Space Center in Japan. Absolutely. So we're going to be talking about taking the 53-meter Japanese rocket that has been developed by the Mitsubishi Heavy Industries and that has been worked on by about 200 Emirati astronauts. We're talking about 5.5 million hours worth of hard work amidst a worldwide pandemic while we were all under lockdown working from home. Those Emirati engineers were actually working very hard uh, on this Hope probe. But mm-hmm. it's actually going to be moving onto the launch pad in about a 30 minute process. Mm-hmm. So it's not too long of a process. Um, and the rocket itself actually uses crawlers that have uh, about 56 wheels. They travel at about 1.2 miles per hour across the launch pad for it to be ready for liftoff. Yes, and then the rocket will then be fueled with more than 300,000 kilos of liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen. Mm -hmm. And the spacecraft was actually already fueled with 800 kilograms of hydrogen and its battery was charged. So you don't have to worry about the battery, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It's fully charged and ready to go. Absolutely. Officials will also be monitoring the weather very closely as we get closer to the launch time. Um, And the final go will actually be given one hour before liftoff. So make sure you all send in your prayers Mm -hmm. that the weather is suitable for the Hope Probe to go ahead and launch. And a lot of us might be wondering, why is the weather such an important factor? And the reason is we don't want to make any risks, any uncalculated risks are not to be placed Mm -hmm. here, especially with such a historical moment. We need to have all the conditions just on point for this Hope Probe to launch into space. Yes, we did see delays earlier this month because of weather, but hopefully by tonight everything is going. We will have a green light to go into space. We're very excited as it's going to be the first Arabic countdown in the history of space space exploration. Absolutely. We've seen a lot of countries uh, go ahead and participate in the space race, but to find the UAE uh, become a pioneer at this has definitely been such an amazing thing to witness, mm. especially because this is actually going to be the first Arab interplanetary mission. So this is not just a great and monumental achievement for the UAE, but honestly, it's for the entire Arab world because we're finally getting a glimpse of the golden age that are... Uh, we're getting our spotlight. Exactly. Exactly. That back in the day, we were living the golden age and now it has become in the hands of Europeans. But who knows? We might just be getting onto it once again. Yes, it did take around six years to develop the rocket and cost a whopping 735 million dirhams. So it wasn't easy. No. It wasn't cheap. But when you talk, when you think of it, you know, usually probes take about 10 to 12 years to be developed. So mm. even six years is 
a remarkable timing for such an amazing and such a long process to be uh, done in such a short time. But this is not the only thing that is happening in the UAE in regards to space because the UAE is also searching for Arab space pioneers uh, to go ahead and become the next. I want that Zan as my job title. No way. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But ha- Hannibal Cleese, the Arab space pioneer. Pioneer. Yeah, you th- I wear, would wear like a name tag. Like, a name tag. You know, like you know, like you'll those, be wearing hello, a space suit. Hello, Hanny. hello, my name is Hanny. You know, you know those hello yes. stickers. Hello, my name is Hanny, the Arab space pioneer. <laughs> you'll actually be wearing more or less of a space suit, and you know what? We'll have you on the show as a guest. I'd love to come on to Pulse ninety five. It's always been my dream. Your dream yeah. to be on Future Talk as well. Yeah. My God, um, the project that uh, th- that the UAE is working on is attracting some of the brightest Arab scientists. We're talking about about inventors and researchers coming and joining hand in hand to work in the space sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of applications have actually been coming in for the past two weeks. Yes, around 37 people from around the region are have applied to join the Arab Space Pioneers, which is a three-year intensive training program which is based right here in the uae it's definitely great to see a lot of uh, the emirati youth and arab youth actually start to become more interested in the space sector once upon a time saying that i want to become an astronaut was definitely a very um, weird thing or a very uh, not it was a very unique answer whenever someone asks you what do you want to be when you grow up but now it has become the new normal so this initiative is actually happening and coinciding with the uae preparing to launch the hope probe to mars mm-hmm. the arab space pioneer trainees will actually be working on current space projects with the opportunity to graduate into jobs in a growing space sector and we've the UAE has actually been seeing applicants from all around the Arab world not just from the UAE yes and if you like to go into details just like me around 6,447 people from Iraq have applied Algeria is around 4,836 Morocco is around 3,107 the UAE 692 Jordan had 681 applicants Palestine had 422 Syria 406 Tunisia 370 and Saudi Arabia had around 361 so all around the Arab region all around everyone from big to small they all apply to become a future space pioneer. Absolutely. Now, research, registration is currently closed uh, for the first round, but a committee of scientists, researchers, and other experts will be evaluating all those applicants based on their qualifications, achievements, and skills potential. So mm-hmm. we're definitely going to be keeping you up to date with all that rises from uh, the Arab Space uh, Pioneers I, I, program. I would, I would love to go. A three-year intensive <laughs> training program to become a space pioneer. An Arab Um, space pioneer. Exactly. And it's such an honor uh, to have a lot of applicants already become a part of this. Uh, They're definitely received a number of benefits, including the fully covered three-year residency in the UAE. So if you apply... It's a one-win situation. Exactly. So you'll get to be a resident right here in the UAE. You'll have an opportunity to build advanced satellites. And also, you'll get access to scholarships and other financial incentives. Sign me up. 4215. (laughs) Let us know. Would you like to become an Arab space pioneer? Would you like to be the next Hazal Mansouri? <laughs> Let us know. 4215, Duarte Salat, or messages at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. And we're live 
on YouTube, Pulse95 Radio on YouTube. We're live everyone. Spotify, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want. Pulse95, Future Talk is right there with you along the way. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, what do we have for the Momia? We're definitely going to be talking at one of the biggest hacks to happen in the history of hacks, Twitter. So <laughs> make sure you stay tuned and keep Pulse95 locked because we'll be right back. This news has definitely been keeping everyone on their toes because no one thought Twitter could be hacked. But little do we know, even one of the biggest social media giants is at risk of cyber attacks. Now, this definitely has been the news of the weekend, the news of Wednesday, the news of this week. You can call it whatever you want. Investigations are still ongoing to find out why Twitter was hacked. Now, not just any Twitter account was hacked, but we're talking about some of the biggest and most verified Twitter accounts. So we're talking about high profile accounts like that of President Obama, Joe Biden, the Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and even Kanye West. And also Bill Gates. Oh my Lord. So we're talking about all the billionaires in the world. And can you guess what was the center of this attack? What? Cryptocurrencies and Bitcoins. Now, a lot of us know that cryptocurrencies are becoming more and more on the rise. But to find one message circulating around all those high profile accounts, the same exact Mm. message. Go ahead and donate. Uh, I mean, I think it was about a thousand bitcoins and I will send out double of that. Yeah, no, not a thousand bitcoins. That's what too much. <laughs> How much okay, was $1, it? $1,000 worth of bitcoins. $1,000 worth yeah, of bitcoins. Yeah, $1,000 bitcoins okay. only. If I had one, if someone... I'm, are, not, I'm not an expert in cryptocurrencies. How much is that? It's like, it's like $2 million. I think the total that they they received was about $120,000. Yeah. So, so. so it was weird because... I mean, a lot of people are gullible, Omnia. Yes. You and I have talked about it. We brought people from cybersecurity. A lot of people are gullible, and they believe anything on the internet just because a verified account says it. Mm-hmm. So basically, the message, what it contained, was that, hey, it's time to give back. I know a lot of people are going through hard times right now. And uh, if you send me whatever, right? This here's much of this cryptocurrencies. Much to, yeah. my, to my uh, Bitcoin or crypto wallet, I'm going to double it, right? And you know what's interesting is... Bitcoin accounts, I guess, is what you call them. Untraceable. Exactly. They're untraceable. You can't really tell who sends what. So it's definitely interesting to see, uh, especially the hackers who took uh, control of these accounts. You know, instead of, let's say, announcing that Amazon or let's say if we're talking about Jeff Bezos, like announcing that Amazon was going to be selling its its headquarters or instead of making other big announcements, this is what they went for. They had power to bring down the name of a lot of those giants mm. and they chose to go and take people's money instead yes but yeah, 100% but what's funny i mean it's not it's funny in a way mm. that all of them they, they targeted the high profile rich people true and and you know what's crazy omnia mm. that when you get access to a twitter account you can see the dms oh yes you don't, who, who knows what powerful people are talking to with each other or even if they use twitter dms so all these hackers had access to 130 d- people account dms verified accounts verified. high profile accounts and and the thing is joe biden is a presidential candidate yes. or was a presidential candidate yeah. for being the us president and a lot of people were worried that this is actually going to mess up you, with you, the elections you ready for conspiracy theory time yes you ready? always all right so the conspiracy theory is that this was a plot 
by the Trump Association or the yes. Trump Trump uh, administration. Especially because to, his account was not hacked. Yes, Trump yeah. Association uh, administration to show that, hey, you want Joe Biden to become your president? <laughs> well, look, he can't even control his Twitter account. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about how uh, or what Twitter said about the attack. So they believe that the attackers penetrated the internal systems using what we call social engineering techniques. Now, this is basically, in simple words, uh, b- tricking people into thinking that this mm. account is for a certain purpose. So, mm. for example, they went ahead and uh, asked people, as we saw in a lot of the circulated uh, tw- tweets and pictures yeah. of uh, all around social media, to go ahead and donate money yes. so that they can get some back in return. So, uh, a lot of people have also been wondering, did the hackers have access to their passwords? And Twitter have actually said that they had no evidence of that. Mm. The FBI are definitely on the case. And from what we know, uh, a lot of the suspicions are that one employee in Twitter Inside was uh, targeted and it was mm. actually a part of the attackers. Mm. So, so, so what I'm speculating, Omnia, mm. that it was an inside job. This Twitter employee did have a part in it, but showing passwords, I don't believe so. Mm. I believe because Omnia, it's the oldest trick in the book mm-hmm. uh, to recover the account. Because nowadays, Omnia, we have email spoofing, we have phone numbers spoofing, and a two-step verification or authentication to get access to a Twitter account. If you have the right tools. It's fairly easy. And obviously, Absolutely. these hackers aren't you and I, Omnia. They, they they know what they're doing. They probably could have spoofed a phone number, a Twitter account, or whatever, and got those recovery questions or got those recovery passwords and got access to that account and thus seeing what we have here. But it's the worst, I mean, the worst hack in the 14-year history of Twitter. Now, Absolutely. It, it's, it's very important because this just goes to show that we can't even trust the people or uh, the, the, that, that that we believe that would never uh, kind of stab us in the back. Not that they are bad people, but we can't trust anything online. This goes True. to show you that no matter what, even if, if if your dad says or your mom or your dad or even your sister or brother says, hey, uh, can you send me like $3,000? I'll give you back in like two days. Don't do it. You can't trust what you see anymore. And this is something that we've only been finding more and more evident as days go on. Now, as you mentioned, Hani, this is definitely the worst hacking attack that has happened in the history of Twitter. But it also brings up a question. How trustworthy is Twitter? Mm. And especially when we're talking about small companies, you know, who have employees who are also using Twitter heavily. Are they taking all the precautionary measures, all the privacy measures to ensure that their accounts are Mm. safe? Because if we're talking about high-profile accounts, I'm pretty sure those accounts had two-step authentication and nonetheless, they were impacted. So what about those people who don't have a two-step authentication, who have one layer of security, who are definitely susceptible to such attacks? Yes, Omnia, but again, I want to go back on that that, that conspiracy theory of mine. Yeah. Now, Donald Trump isn't best friends with Twitter right now anyways. Oh, no. no he has, no, no. Been, he has <laughs> have problems with Twitter with the CEO about how they've been restricting his account. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know what this is? SubhanAllah. You know, that, that suddenly Twitter is under attack. It's, it's, it's lowering their stock and, mm-hmm. their, and just like you said, now we're questioning Twitter's security. So this goes back to saying, hey, look, they also attacked yeah. ex-president, ex-president Barack Obama. They attacked uh, a potential candidate, a candidate actually, a potential president, yeah. Joe Biden. They've attacked even some of the most famous YouTubers. They've attacked the account of, I'm not sure of his name, um, but if I'm not mistaken, he's he the, the guy is deceased and they attacked his account. I think it was XXX 
Tenston? Tenasi? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know who you're talking about, and but I can't. I don't know his yeah, name. Yeah, he was a deceased. Yeah, Tentacion, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And he's deceased. I mean, why would you well, want... We just call him Extentacle. Okay, perfect. Because his name is hard. Perfect. Um, and he was actually targeted in the attack. So, honestly, Twitter has definitely been thrown into a chaos that only God can remove them out of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I hope. I hope. hope. I, I still believe that their security is, is, is good enough. But you're it's, you're it's a, a bit biased it's, it's for Twitter. A, I won't an, lie. It's an inside job. It's an it inside job. It is an job. inside now, job. Now, 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 Omnia, when it's an inside job, you really can't do anything. That means the that cl- means you ha- you ha- you have a rat in your system. True. But the question is, what is Twitter gonna do to ensure that its safety and its privacy for all of its accounts are? Uh, basically up-leveled. And if we're talking about what they've done in response, Hani, once 130 of their accounts, the verified accounts, were impacted, all of those who had verified accounts were not allowed to tweet. Mm. So anyone with a verified account for the past few days was not able to tweet. Ah, dang it. So you were verified? I've been verified on ever since I created my account. Hani, the Arab space pioneer. The Arab space pioneer. Okay, sure. <laughs> so I guess we couldn't find any tweets, but let us know what do you think of this Twitter hack and are you still going to be using Twitter? Keep Pulse95 locked because we're going to be coming back to tell you all about how you can make the most out of your iPhone's battery. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. How do you tech? How, how, how do you tech? How do you tech? This is definitely one that we can all use because with lockdown, with the coronavirus pandemic, our phone have become our lifelines. We use them to communicate with our loved ones. We use them to do work. We use them to take care of the kids. We use them to keep kids occupied. We basically are living off of our phones. But with that, living off of our phones comes a drained poor iPhone battery. Yes, it does come with a price to pray, pray, price <laughs> to pay. Now, our phones, exactly, I mean, just like you said, is our lifeline. We use them all day, every day. And some people are probably listening to us through their phones, watching us through their phones. On YouTube, at Pulse95 Radio. On YouTube. So we do suffer from battery loss. No matter what you do, no matter what you do to try to preserve your battery, you're mm-hmm. going to see battery loss. So what we have a couple of steps or a couple of tips on how to uh, maintain your battery. What you need to do for the first step Mm. is stop quitting your apps constantly. Now, closing iPhone apps constantly is a waste of time and can actually hurt your iPhone. Absolutely. Apple actually said that you shouldn't bother unless your app has frozen. And a lot of us tend to do that by habit. We will, you know, list up all of our apps and start swiping them out, closing them off. But when you recently, when your recently used apps appear, the apps aren't really open, but they are in standby mode mm. to help you navigate and multi-multitask. So part of the problem is that it's tempting to think that those apples in your iPhone are actually running. Those apples. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. I'm being for real. I, th- I thought I thought you. You know what I thought you were doing? I thought you were what? doing wordplay. Oh god. That's why I liked it. I was like those. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm glad it was actually very. Uh, I liked it. Non, not actually meant for that. But uh, these apps are actually frozen by your iPhone, so they don't drain resources while you do other things. That, that, I actually thought Omni that I was uh, preserving battery. Same. I mean, I thought because because obviously Omnia. They're running in the background. They're running in the background, so thus maybe more power usage. But apparently, we know we don't know anything. Apparently, nope. And having to restart those apps completely after being swiped away actually sucks up more of your battery life. So, 
what you can do is basically let your let your apps be unless they are frozen. If mm. they're frozen, go ahead and close them and restart them again. Yes, and the second thing is don't keep dodgy apps <laughs> on your phone. Now, your iPhone does have a built-in tool that does let you uncover exactly which apps are draining your battery life. So what you need to do to find out about that, you're going to have to go to settings, battery, and then wait for the page to load. Mm -hmm. Then after that, you're going to have to tap on the last 10 days option, which will then reveal battery usage for different apps from the past week and a half. And thus, if an app that you're not using is sucking too much battery life out of your battery, delete it. Absolutely. So if an app, let's say, has about 20% next to it, that means that it's actually removing about a fifth of your battery life that has been used in the past 10 days. So if you're not good with fractions like me, that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot, yes. um, especially when you're talking about it taking this much over the past 10 days. And if you've spent very little time on an app, but it's high on the list for usage, that also means it is a battery killer. So go ahead and look up which apps take the most out of your battery and which apps are there and you don't really ever use. Mm. Go ahead and remove them. Declutter your life mm. so that you can go ahead and make the most out of your battery. But what's our next tip for today? Don't wait to get a battery swap. <laughs> That's very important, ladies and gentlemen. Now with the iPhone 6, uh, iPhone 6 was actually having problems with success. Yeah. They start to introduce uh, Apple that, hey, you can swap in your battery. And now a lot of people, uh, it actually prolongs the life of a lot of older iPhones because apparently all the power and all the, the performance issues were just caused for the battery. So now you can just go and swap your battery in. So how do you know if your battery is efficient or optimal enough? Well, what you're going to do is you're going to head into your settings app and then mm. scroll down to the battery section. You're going to tap into it and then choose the battery health option. Now, by the way, this will only appear if you're using an iPhone 6 or later, just like I said, because that feature was introduced when iPhone 6 came out. Now, once you're into a battery health section, you'll see a few different readouts. Now, the first is maximum capacity, which is listed as percentage, which will then tell you the exact percentage of your charge on your battery on your battery holds. So let's say, for example, Omnia, my battery right now holds only 90%. That means it's actually pretty good. But if your battery is below 80%, that means it's actually worn out. So any percentage below 80% means that it's time for you to go ahead and upgrade that battery. You'll typically reach this point after doing about 500 full charges, mm -hmm. which will take most users less than two years. So if we're being realistic about it every two years you gotta go ahead and swap your battery i hope Omni, you're taking this information and advice to account because Omni's <laughs> apple uh, MacBook, macbook has like 1500 battery cycles 1500 back when you checked yeah back when i checked which was like six months ago so Omni, i hope you uh, take advice i mean honestly my macbook pro is definitely pretty old it's like five years old now so Just swap the battery Omni. swap the battery exactly it was corona season i couldn't go ahead and see see again even though matt the macbook isn't yeah. an, an iphone it's still the same company it's still yeah, the same way apple does rely a lot on the battery on how it performs on your performance wise so Omnia sometimes you would feel like your your laptop would get hot it's a sauna on my on yeah, my legs yeah. <laughs> and the thing is Omnia when we did read about it and when we talked about it on the show mm -hmm. months ago yeah. we did realize that the trick was swap the battery absolutely and if you're still in warranty you can actually go ahead and claim a battery swap 
for free at the Apple Watch. Everyone else without the warranty will have to pay a fee. Last tip for today is for you to actually not forget about low power mode. This is a lifesaver. Whenever your ba- your phone battery is running low, iPhone will actually suggest for you to go ahead and use. use. You don't? I never. Why? Because I feel like it makes my phone slower. Really? And I'm quick. It, do- it doesn't make it slower. I use it on the daily because th- my phone is never charged. I don't think so, Omnia. That's my speculation of it. Well, that and, is and, one speculation. And there's also one last tip, Omnia. What's the last tip? Always connect to Wi-Fi when it's available. Yes, and this is one I am very guilty of. I have my 3G turned on almost all the time. You got home? Uh, sometimes I forget it on. That's mm-hmm. the issue. And it does eat up your battery like no other. So make sure you go ahead. And if there is Wi-Fi, hopefully not public Wi-Fi. We don't want to risk our privacy in while we're trying to save our battery. But another tip for you all is to not miss out on auto brightness. So having your phone's brightness set on maximum is definitely one of the biggest battery draining actions. Sucks it right there. Literally. 4215, let us know. Have you, did, you, did you know about these uh, tips and tricks or is this all new to you? 4215, or at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about an ex-Google employee. Did he, something, did he do something good or did he do something bad? <laughs> this or is, is he like a Twitter inside jobber? <laughs> Or jobber? Yeah, that's a new word. I just created it now. Inside jobber. English or, very best. Or what? Did he create a robot? He created what I would call the perfect house helper. House helper. Let's just say that. So if you want to find out more about it, make sure you. Four two one five is house helper a word? Is job jobber a word? Four jobber is definitely not a word. I know, Omnia. Let's <laughs> let, 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 let us test the audience. Four two one five. Do it slow. We're taking a short break. When we come back, we're talking all about Google and ex Google. Employees right here only on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Take this out. Take this out. Pulse 95. Well, before the break, we asked all of you if jobber was a word in the English dictionary. And we have one of the most avid listeners for Future yes. Talk, Abu Hani, who actually... It sent us back an official Webster dictionary of the meaning of the word jobber. Yes, he was going. He was on fire. Uh, Abu Hani went on and he do- he did message me telling me that jobber is a principal or wholesaler who dealt only on the stock exchange with brokers and not directly with the public. American language equals a wholesaler. He also said a jobber is a professional wrestler who frequently and deliberately. Loses matches. So you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jobber is an actual word. Jobber is an actual word. Little did I know, honestly. Little did I know. <laughs> well, your dad is definitely on it. Yes, indeed. Um, but for all those of you who are definitely wishing for help at home without necessarily risking your well-being and while still making sure that you're taking all the precautionary measures, it may be not the best time for you to get a human assistant to help you out with the laundry, to help you out with cleaning the fridge, to help you out with cleaning your house. It is time for us to ask for the help Mm. of the only being that is currently immune to the coronavirus, and that is robots, because an ex-Googler came up with a new robot. Yes, an ex-Googler jobber (laughs) came up with a robot. (laughs) Back with the jobbers. But but, but, Omnia, you know the crazy thing? Yes. Right? Now, now, when I say robot, Mm -hmm. what do you picture? I'll tell you. I picture a white skeleton. With ro- with artificial hands yeah. moving, S- something like out of iRobot the movie. Yeah, like basically a, 
arms and legs, head and everything in a robot. But the crazy thing is, Omnia. It looks nothing like that. We, we never, we don't. When we talk about robots, we we, we rarely kind of describe them mm-hmm. to our audience, and 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 it, I, I I'm, I'm I'm guilty of that too because when I hear the word robot, I imagine a like a robot, but a white robot, a white robot. But now, Omnia, right? The thing is that robots are in all shapes and sizes. True. And and and, and this robot actually, Omnia. If you told me this was a robot, <laughs> like what are you talking about? It's it like a looks, tool. You know what does it look like? It's a a steamer. Yeah. It, honestly. It's for Abayat. Yes. Yeah. Abayat st- steamer, but he's actually called the stretch robot, and he is the brainchild of an ex-Googler. The first device from a startup that was created by the Google director Aaron Etzinger and Georgia Tech robotics professor Charlie. Kemp. This robot is not out for sale, but it's definitely, it's not a consumer robot, mm-hmm. you know, that's ready to roll into your apartment, but it's definitely a robot that is, that can do dishes, it can do the laundry, it can clean your fridge, it can do many jobs all at once. You know, Omnia, what? this brings us to the question that we always ask the audience and we ask, ask ourselves, what does this mean when we see AI and robots Will they take our jobs away? Because Omnia, what we know mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of house cleaners, there's a lot of house, keepers, house assistants helpers, and keepers true. that do this work. So if you have this robot, does this eliminate a housekeeper or a nanny or whatever? Let me tell you, uh, I believe it will give peace for every mother's mind. It will, but but uh, but think about the job market. True, I agree. It you, you will know, take a few jobs, but, but it you know it will give rise or it will help. Uh, allow engineers robotic engineers to get more jobs yeah 100 percent. but 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 again this is like the robots and ai they're coming for everyone oh yeah they're coming for everyone every job market Be- because if because now we're saying that they're even going into our house our houses that these these robots so this just brings to the question do you think or, or i was asked the audience in general do you think that within five years will housekeepers housemaids or whatever you like to call them or nannies, be out will of, they'll be out of, jobs. out of jobs and will we only need robots to help us to do our daily tasks? The question is, would you trust the robot more than you would trust a human housekeeper? Mm. I feel like it will give me a lot more peace of mind. Obedient. It is obedient and I won't worry about, you know, there's a lot of stories about there, there's, there's a lot of and uh, if privacy. and this happened True. and this happened. So just like Omnia said, to be on the safe side, for a peace of mind, you can get this robot, but not yet because it's not for consumer use. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about the features of this bot. So first off, it is very lightweight, which is definitely very helpful whenever Mm -hmm. you want to bring a robot into your home. Its low-cost design actually allows it to become a blueprint for future robots, and and it's especially designed to look after and help elderly citizens Mm -hmm. and people with physical disabilities who want to take care of their homes, but want to also feel very much independent. So it can do a range of tasks, and we all know the Roomba, the infamous vacuum so that the, can the, fir- the first the first this was the first basically the footstep of housekeeping, of housekeeping robots. robots absolutely so what's interesting about it is that it's built to be simple so it's not complicated it's very easy to use and it will do many jobs it will get you your favorite drink out of the fridge and at the same time it will entertain your kids uh, stretch by comparison has definitely been designed to be at a very very simple uh, design and also at a very low price so that's yes. definitely one of the biggest sell points for it the arm of the robot is touch sensitive for safety and it can carry items of up to 1.5 kilograms in weight so those groceries that your mom asks you to pick up mm. 
Stretch the robot can go ahead and get them for you. This is amazing. I, I want to know what the audience thinks about this because yes. when we see this type of technology, Omnia, a lot of questions do come to mind. So I want to ask them, 4215, do let us text us. Let us know what you think or go to our, our Instagram at Pulse95Radio and let mm-hmm. us know. Do you think, I want to ask them two questions, yes. right? <laughs> do you think that this is the future? Is this just a, a one step forward to seeing more housekeeping robots maybe taking over our home and will housemaids or housekeepers or nannies be something of the past let's say 10 years 4215 but guess what time it is Omnia it is time for us to end the show yes indeed Future Talk is coming to an end but we will be opening the airwaves for finally I get to say the dream team Aisha Al-Mazmi is back finally and she's going to be joining the one and only Mikhail Atiyah to give you the latest on what is happening in the entertainment industry Pulse95 has so many shows to offer to you and even though we'll be back tomorrow same time same place from 2 to 3 p.m. keep Pulse95 locked and also they got to keep it locked at 158 a.m. yes you have to make sure that you go ahead and watch the launch with us Pulse95 will be streaming the live the live launch of the Hope Probe going all the way from Japan to outer space and hopefully arriving to Mars. So keep Pulse95 locked because our shows will keep you entertained throughout the day. Five, four, four three, three, two, two one, one, lift off. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.